0: These books are a collection of short, consumable essays that discuss a wide range of topics related to mental health and wellness in post military life. Head on over to veteranmentalhealth.com forward slash books and check them out for yourself or follow the link in the show notes. Welcome to episode 76 of the Headspace and Timing Podcast, a show brought to you by the Change Your POV Podcast Network. You've come to the end of September and the last episode in a short series about suicide prevention. In the first week of the series, we talked about developing awareness around suicide. In the second episode, we talked about taking action beyond awareness. Last week, we talked to Robert Stewart from Given Hour about what's being done to impact veteran suicide today, and now we're going to hear about an innovative organization that's looking to impact the future of veteran suicide prevention. Today's guest is Betsy Mercado of the Objective Zero app. Just letting you know you're going to hear a little bit of background noise because me and the Changer POV team are at the Military Influencer Conference in Orlando, Florida. Here's a short preview of what you'll hear on today's show and stick around after the conversation to hear us talk about what we heard on today's show.
1: That stigma is there that the the veteran is broken, you know, that every veteran or, uh, you know, combat veteran comes back and, and they're broken. And my husband, Chris, while at Georgetown, had an interaction with one of his classmates who was actually afraid to to speak with Chris about his service because he thought Chris would, you know, snap or break or, you know, so, you know, a part of what we're doing as well is trying to break that stigma.
0: Welcome to the Change Your POV Podcast Network. You're listening to Headspace and Timing, a show dedicated to breaking down the stereotypes about veteran mental health. My name's Dwayne France, and I'm a combat veteran of both Iraq and Afghanistan. After I retired from the Army, I took on a new mission as a clinical mental health counselor for my fellow service members. If you served in any branch of the military, you're familiar with the M2 machine gun, the 50 cal. It's one of the most effective weapons in the military's arsenal. If the weapon's headspace and timing wasn't set right, however, it was just a huge useless chunk of metal. Veterans can be rendered inoperable if their headspace and timing isn't set correctly either. That's my goal with this show, to change the way that we think and talk about veteran mental health, and reduce the stigma against seeking support. Each week, we'll talk with mental health professionals, veterans, and those who support veterans, service members, and their families. We're going to have real and honest conversations about a topic that most just don't like to talk about, veteran mental health. Let's jump into this week's conversation. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Headspace and Timing once again. And as always, we really appreciate you taking the time to listen and learn more about veteran mental health. Uh, As you know, uh, September is uh, Suicide Prevention and Awareness Month, and uh, this September, uh, we at Headspace and Timing the Change Your POV podcast decided to do a short uh, four-episode series on suicide prevention. Uh, And here we are at the fourth week. Uh, We've looked at how to generate suicide awareness, what action steps it takes towards suicide, uh, what the the organization Given Hour is doing to actively impact suicide. And today I wanted to talk about maybe a novel way in sort of the future of suicide prevention and peer support. Uh, So I reached out to my friends at the Objective Zero app Uh, And if you haven't heard of it, shame on you. And by the time you've heard this, uh, we'll we'll have fully uh, informed you about all of it. Uh, But I have Betsy Mercado, the co-founder and a co-executive director of, of Objective Zero on the show to talk about what they're doing. Betsy, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate the opportunity to share what we're doing.
0: You know, it's great. Uh, you and I have been uh, talking for a while, as well as uh, Blake and uh, Blake Bassett, um, and, and trying to uh, really make a difference in, in suicide prevention, suicide awareness, and really trying to link peer-to-peer support, uh, but you're doing it in a novel way using technology. So uh, before we get into Objective Zero, I I guess I'd like to give you an opportunity to tell the audience a little bit about yourself and sort of how this all came about.
1: Absolutely. So I'm Betsy Mercado. I'm one of the co-founders and co-executive director, like you said. I'm a military spouse of about 18 years. My husband, Chris, is currently active duty Army. I have a business degree and I am currently working on my master's in human services, so as a an army spouse, I you know we, our family moves around every two to three years, and so I've been focusing pretty much all of my time on volunteering. Uh, I've spent a lot of time volunteering with military families and service members. I've led four different family readiness groups (FRG) groups, and I really understand the importance of taking care of soldiers and their families. It was a philosophy that Chris and I both share. Um, you know, those those family support groups not only improve you know, the readiness of the unit, but also builds that resiliency and then that support system when the service member or is training or deployed, you know, just having that support system is so beneficial. Um, as it relates to suicide, uh, I was affected by suicide as a high schooler. Uh, several of my classmates took their lives within a very short span of time. And then I a cousin of mine also took his life. And looking back, uh, I've lost more people I know to suicide than any other cause. So I think that's what drives uh, me, Chris, and then all the other um, members of the objective zero team to support others that are dealing with, uh, suicide or m- mental illness or whatever. Um, because, you know, suicide can be prevented, um, as it relates to, um, how objective zero came about, uh, It was the fall of, like, 2014, and one of our co-founders, Justin Miller, uh, was having a really hard time with transitioning out of the military. He had served for about 11 years and was medically retired. Uh, He was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress, uh, was experiencing uh, the effects of traumatic brain injuries and some other medical issues, and he was suicidal. And he reached out for help, uh, and they told him they could get him in. Um, for an appointment in 2 days um, chris served with justin in iraq and that very same day that justin made that phone call chris reached out to him by phone he had seen that uh, something was was off with justin's social media and just reached out and the two of them talked for about 6 hours overnight and you know justin was able to share his story and chris simply listened you know, chris is an infantryman he doesn't have any mental health training outside the the ACE training that he received in the army. And so it sparked this idea that the simple act of listening can save lives. Uh, Chris was at Georgetown at the time and recruited a bunch of uh, his classmates to include uh, Blake Bassett, Amy Eastman, Kayla Bailey, and myself. And we wanted to replicate that phone call between Chris and Justin on a grander scale using technology. And so from that came the idea for the Objective Zero app.
0: So and and that's uh, it, it's one thing that uh, we've heard over each of these um, four episodes over this past month is that uh, typically um, someone is impacted by suicide. Now, as you've mentioned, uh, many people um, lose more uh, of their family members, friends to suicide than than almost any other cause, um, especially in the younger years. Um, but there's a personal connection uh, to someone either um, you know we we've, we've lost someone or uh, as in Justin's sake, um, you know, a, a conducted a near intervention or an, an intervention that that uh, prevented a suicide. Um, do you find that that's a theme as you go around talking to people about this that people's personal stories being impacted by suicide um, connect them more to objective zero in your mission?
1: Absolutely. Many of our ambassadors predominantly are all uh, service members or veterans themselves. And yes, that's a common theme that we hear, that people are affected by suicide and, you know, they are losing more friends and battle buddies to suicide than any other cause, not, you know, training accidents or um, combat related deaths.
0: So, um, you know, Chris was at Georgetown and had this idea of how do we scale these one-on-one peer-to-peer conversations um, between him and Justin, um, how do we, again, leverage technology um, to put that out on a wider scale? So what is the Objective Zero app and sort of how does it work?
1: I'd love to share about that. You know, everyone has a, a smartphone in their hand. You know, it's something that most people have access to. So the Objective Zero app went live in December of 2017, and we offer veterans service members their families and their caregivers access to not only wellness resources and tools but also the ability to instantly and anonymously connect to a nationwide network of their peers and we call them ambassadors and that's done through text voice or video chat the really cool thing about the objective zero app is that our users can filter who they want to speak to and that can be based on um, their age their gender, uh, the branch of the military that they served in, or even where they deployed to to receive that peer support. And we've partnered with Headspace. I don't know if you're familiar with them, but they offer a free year one-year subscription to their meditation app. And we've also partnered with Comeback Yoga, and they've provided uh, video yoga content to our um, users as well. And it's specifically for veterans. And we've made some other partners um, to um, share their resources with our users. Um, We partner with Given Hour, AmVets, and Vets for Warriors. Uh, We're we're not mental health professionals, and we don't claim to be. And so we want to make sure that our users have access to more professional support uh, should they need it and when they need it.
0: You see, and that's uh, that's one thing that I've always been encouraged uh, from the very beginning as as we, you know, uh, Blake and I had, had talked about this, is that um, recognizing that uh, it's not a one-stop shop, it's not an all-solution, um, it, it wasn't just Chris's conversation with Justin and then Justin was all better, right? It, there there had to be some follow-up. So just talking to a peer, while it is very effective, um, often it can't stop there. And so the idea of Objective Zero. Being clinically informed uh, and supported by clinicians and having people involved who are clinically based, uh, that's a critical aspect of of what you're trying to do.
1: Absolutely. You know, you're one of our advisors, and we have Dr. Craig Bryan from the uh, University of Utah's uh, Center for Veterans Studies uh, on board as well. So we're not running blind here. We've got some professionals that are supporting us along the way uh, because. Our, our whole co-founding co- team, we're connected to the military in some way, whether active duty, a veteran, or a family member of one, but we do not have that professional mental health uh, education or experience.
0: So uh, a lot of times, you know, people will say, okay, it's good, you know, veterans are talking to veterans or, or military is talking to military, um, but, but a lot of times uh, an untrained peer uh, can do more harm than good. Um, another thing that that I value about Objective Zero, you don't, uh, someone can't just sign up and and all of a sudden start talking to somebody. You actually do have uh, a process through which um, your ambassadors go through uh, some training.
1: That's right. So um, our ambassadors can be anyone that's willing to help. Uh, like I said before, a majority are current service members or veterans, but our ambassadors sign up. Uh, and we're able to talk to them and, you know, see who they are. And we also go through, uh, several different training options. So we've uh, partnered with the VA and they have provided their operation save training. It's kind of our gatekeeper training that, that basic knowledge of, um, you know, some of the symptoms and the signs that someone is, um, in need or maybe suicidal and how to deal with that. And then we've also partnered with psych armor and they offer some amazing training, um, to, People that already know how to talk to a veteran, but there's uh, video trainings on how to talk to a veteran. Uh, how you know, suic- like the issue of suicide within the military, some of the military jargon that civilians may not be accustomed to, and just some of the issues that veterans fa- are faced with. To include, you know, post traumatic stress, TBI, depression, and just working with someone in the veteran space, or you know, someone a veteran that may- they may be working with, just to understand the issues that veterans may be facing. And then finally, we've um, our uh, Dr. Craig Bryan has offered uh, crisis response plan training. So many of our ambassadors are able to walk our users through a crisis response plan. So when they are um, dealing with something that they might be hitting down that that spiral, that suicidal ideation, they're able to take out their note card that they've you know completed with our ambassador and see some of the the warning signs that they're that they're hitting and into uh, kind of that spiral, what they can do to kind of get out of that funk or, you know, if they're not getting out of that funk, the appropriate numbers, maybe it's a counselor or therapist that they have, whether it's the Veterans Crisis Line or 911, so that they have that, that plan uh, when they're in crisis to follow and to get the help that they need.
0: See, and I, and I think, again, that's, that's critically important. Just wanting to help uh, isn't enough. Um, just just having that desire to uh, sort of uh, wade in, um, you know, I want to, you know, keep somebody from, you know, um, dying in an accident, but I'm not a doctor, right? I'm, I'm not going to, you know, go in and say that I know what I'm going to do um, if I really don't. And so I, I think it's critical to be able to have that training and that experience before you actually start to work with somebody who may or may not be in crisis.
1: Precisely, and another great feature about our app is that we have the Suis, uh, the National Veterans Crisis Line nine one one right within the app. So if someone is in crisis and needs that support, they don't have to look up the number for the Veterans Crisis Line. Um, they don't need to look up the number for Vets for Warriors. It's right there. They push a button, and they're they're transferred immediately.
0: So, and and again, it's it's interesting um, coming from an app, right? And you know, this could have been a website. It could have been, as you'd mentioned. Um, uh, psych armor uh, we had Marjorie Morrison on in episode 52 talking about their programs you know that's web-based uh, a given hour and and their programs are web-based um, why an app and how did the the, the app development kind of come about um, for objective zero
1: that's a great question we don't want to recreate the wheel there are suicide hotlines there are you know their web-based based uh, platforms already but there's nothing there's no app that does what we're currently doing and so we saw that that gap in accessibility to resources and wanted to fill it and you know tech nonprofits are and there's not many um there's about 400 tech nonprofits worldwide and We're one of them, and not many veteran or uh, nonprofits are currently using technology the way that we are. And so um, Blake Bassett actually has a lot of background, as well as Kayla Bailey, in um, technology. And so we've been able to really um, leverage their knowledge and experience. Blake's um, helped develop apps in the past. And so we have an amazing design team and and app team with Lunar Lincoln out of Nashville that really understand our vision and are able to take our ideas and put them into action.
0: So now that, uh, and it's been about, uh, you said it was December of 17, and the app had been in development for for quite a while. Um, What kind of response have you been getting, you know, say from the ambassadors or from, um, you know, some of the veterans who have used the ambassadors um, as resources? So what's some of the feedback you've been getting?
1: So we've had ambassadors reach out to us, um, just so excited that they're helping others. Um, uh, within the last, about a month, we had an ambassador reach out. He was contacted by a homeless veteran and the veteran was living out of his car and didn't have a place to stay, wanted to go to a shelter, didn't know where to reach out, was looking for a job. And that ambassador was able to help that veteran not only find a shelter, but also find a job. And the two of them are actually still in contact today. Uh, based on that relationship that they've built. But I think the, the nice thing about the app is that veterans can be anonymous. Uh, we actually have had several active duty service members that have reached out through our app. Uh, they don't want to reach out to other resources because they're afraid they're going to lose their job, their clearance, and you know th- that stigma is still in the military and in the veteran communities. And that's one of the other things we're trying to do is break that stigma that you know reaching out is a sign of just self-awareness that you do need support and you can't do it on your own. We've had very positive reactions overall from our users and ambassadors.
0: So uh, that anonymity, right? Um, many people may be listening to this and saying, you know, um, you know how can you, you know, keep a veteran from taking their own life if you don't know, you know where to find them or to send, um, you know, send welfare checks or things like that? Um, has there been any pushback about the anonymity aspect of the app
1: there actually has been a little bit uh, overall the, our users on the platform appreciate it because they can reach out and without the fear of knowing you know who you know they may be reaching out to someone they actually already know and that per, that ambassador doesn't know that but we have the ability on our back end to determine where someone is or their location and our use are excuse me our ambassadors have the ability to push their calls through to the uh, Veterans Crisis Line or 911 should that that situation arise.
0: Okay, so it's uh the anonymity is going from um the the veteran who may or you know may be in crisis and maybe wanting to to talk and, and talk this through, uh and that's anonymous to the um to the ambassador, right? You know, so the ambassadors just say, Hey, I'm a vet, you're a vet, when'd you serve, these kind of things. Um and so it's anonymous between the two of them, or at least on the ambassador side. Um, But if there is a critical crisis, then then the ambassador has the ability to push that forward and make sure that connecting to the proper um, the proper echelon is made. That's correct. See, I mean, and that's uh, this it, of course, is all very technical. um, But but I think I mean, this this is very, very well thought out.
1: It is, you know, we want to make sure that we're. Helping the people that need it, but we also understand our own limitations and competencies. And so um, we, we think of ourselves more of a, as a warm line, and that, you know, we're, we're trying to be that, that bridge between that person that is, like, you know, kind of heading on that spiral and the person that's already at that suicidal moment. And so we want to make sure that we're able to aptly um, support the veteran or our user um, with, with the appropriate response and resources.
0: So uh, the ambassadors, um, you know, h- have, you know, appreciated the opportunity and you've heard, you know, veterans coming out. Um, what about in the wider uh, community, maybe in the tech community? I think that when you and I talked last week that you were in Silicon Valley, I sure wasn't, right? But how, <laughs> how is this being received just uh, in, the, um, in the wider veteran space or maybe in the tech space?
1: So uh, earlier this year, we were um, named as one of the Fast Forwards 2018 cohort. We're one of 10 nonpro- tech nonprofits that were accepted into this acceleration program. And so beginning the Mid uh, July, uh, Blake and I and some of the other team members have been going to San Francisco every other week to meet with mentors uh, in the tech space as well as the nonprofit space. And so we've been able to show the app to Google developers, and um, we use the Twilio platform, and we've been able to talk to people from Twilio to improve the app. And um, leaders in the, that non that tech space you know, having that that feedback and we've had, we've had such great feedback from them on using technology to solve the problem of veteran suicide. And many of our mentors have um, mentioned that, you know, this is a solution that could help people outside the veteran community as well. You know, this can help people all throughout the world. And so, you know, Someday, once we have the the funds and the the support staff, um, we can probably go much wider and much broad in helping other segments of the population. And um, as it relates to like other veteran organizations, we're getting partnership requests uh, requests daily. Uh, we're We're feeling a lot of uh, interest uh, not only from the tech sector but also nonprofits uh, in the veteran space
0: so in in there definitely is um uh, the aspect of what will work with veterans i mean we are a, a small contained um, uh, sort of cohort, but we're also representative of, you know, uh, the U.S. as a whole. And so what will work for veterans, not just in this space, but will work for veterans in higher education, will work with other non-traditional students um, and what works for veteran homelessness can be applied to homelessness in general. Um, and, and so it's encouraging to know that uh, it, at least in this and in, in providing proof of concept um, to be able to to expand that to others. Um, I, I'd be interested to hear more about, you know, sort of how technology can, um, can impact, uh, the epidemic of veteran suicide. We hear a lot about, uh, AI technology and predictive analytics. Um, one thing that, uh, uh, you know, Dr. Brian really has worked on in the past is, is, um, you know, how certain phrases on social media will alert, you know, uh, someone, um, to, uh, to someone who could be in crisis. So, um, are you receiving anything? You said Google, but uh, or is there anything else that you're doing or Objective Zero is doing in that space?
1: Actually, I'm so glad you asked because yes, we are. Uh, we are working on a suicide uh, preemption algorithm that's patent pending right now. And we're a little bit off from um, implementing this. We're still collecting some of the da- data sets to really um, improve this algorithm. But at some point, This algorithm we can um, put into the app, and with the user's consent, of course, um, can take biometric data, um, text data. If you're searching for certain terms on the internet, if you're um, for those people that wear like Apple Watches or Fitbits, taking that information from you know, if if I'm someone that works out religiously every day, all seven days a week, and I sleep eight hours a night, and then all of a sudden, you know, I'm not working out, I'm not sleeping, we'll be able to predict someone's hitting that um, suicidal ideation before they even are and will have the capacity to reach out to their networks and um, and push notifications and resources to that user to, you know, to reach out to their network or have their network reach out to them.
0: Now, see, and that's uh, and obviously, and, and you did say, you know, with the user's permission, obviously, this isn't something like, uh, you know, Orwell's 1984, where we're just going to, you know, plug ourselves into the internet and go, although we 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 tend to do that a lot anyway. <laughs> um, but it's this idea of uh, the person who may be at most risk is likely the least person to uh, to reach out for help. Uh, a mentor of mine, uh, Casey Kelly with the Warriors, uh, Warrior Wellness Alliance, Uh, She says that uh, requiring somebody who's in an acute crisis to reach out for help is sort of like requiring somebody with a broken leg to get themselves to the emergency room. Um, You know, it's it's challenging uh, and it's and it's interesting to be able to say, you know, hey, if if there are certain criteria um, that we're able to reach out rather than the, the, the individual, the veteran family member in crisis having to reach out when they may be least inclined to do so.
1: Exactly. And, you know, technology is amazing. And this could have such a great implication on, you know, suicide in general, not just veteran suicide, this technology. Um, it, it's it's groundbreaking. And we actually um, are working with um, some folks at IBM and Microsoft that are trying to help us develop this, um, this AI and the platform and the algorithm. It's um, I'm not the tech person on the team, but uh, Blake and Kayla are absolute rock stars when it comes to this stuff and, and connecting with the right people to to make it happen.
0: So, you know, in the tech space, and, and this is the interesting thing about Objective Zero is that um, it, it's not just one thing. I mean, you're not just a, a phone line. It, it's it's crossing a lot of different, as you said, you're a nonprofit, you're veteran focused, it's technology uh, and so hearing how the technology sector, um, embrace this, uh, what about, um, you know, suicide experts, obviously, you know, and, and while I'm on the advisory team, I am definitely not at the same level as Dr. Brian, but, but what about like, a, a, the American association of suicidology or, or other suicide experts? Have you had discussions with them about this and what they consider, um, this, uh, this platform and this method?
1: So, yeah, we actually have been in contact with Colleen Creighton, who's the executive director of the American Association for Suicidology. We actually linked up last uh, summer um, in D.C., and so she's been a great supporter of ours and a huge advocate. So it's so wonderful having someone in that space that recognizes what we're doing and, and how it can be beneficial to veterans in this community.
0: So, and, and this is, uh, this is some really great stuff. Um, obviously it's needed. Um, you know, we, we talk a lot about um, you know, sort of veterans, uh, but have you had non-veterans accessing the platform, say family members?
1: Yes, family members and caregivers. So as a, a sp- an army spouse myself, you know, I understand those unique challenges that military spouses and their families face. And, you know, the and caregivers as well, There, you know, there's some great support communities out there, but you may not want to reach out for them. Um, you may want to be anonymous. So we, um, as, a, as a military spouse, I've really pushed hard to have more than just veterans and service members have access to this platform because, you know, that new military spouse, you know, I can really help. I've, ha- I've had the experience of being, you know, 18 years old in a, in a different state far away from home and some of those challenges and being able to, to help that part of the community as well. Um, no, there really is no research or data to support what spouses and dependents and caregivers. Um, I know that there's higher rates of dep- depression and substance abuse for military spouses, but we have no idea of how, if there is a problem with military dependent suicide and caregiver suicide, the data is not available yet.
0: No, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, I, I know you said if there is, but I think that, uh, you know, you and I and, and anyone who's in this space know that there is. Um, but you're right. We, we haven't been able to find this um, uh, this kind of information. Uh, this is actually something that uh, you know. I talked to Robert Stewart from Given Hour last week um, about this. Precisely same thing. And, and me and some colleagues are, are looking to um, connect. But the CDC um, hasn't been, um, you know, uh, gathering that information. It's it's a matter of just data collection. Um, and while we may know somebody's a veteran because they have their DD-214, it's just we haven't wrapped our hands around um, and even the the what Robert was talking about last week in the contagion of suicide. You mentioned it earlier about a cluster of your friends in high school that all took their that took their lives within a short period of time. Um, that uh, that it's it's not just the veteran that struggles with these things. It's also the family member, um, the the spouses and children. So it's it's really encouraging. Uh, not that Objective Zero is involved in trying to define that problem, but address that problem in the way that they can.
1: Absolutely. It's just, it's so important. You know, I think sometimes the family members, the caregivers are overlooked. You know, they make those sacrifices as well. You know, you you send your, your husband, your, your wife, your, your son, your daughter, brother, sister, you send them off to war and, you know, they come home and the reintegration process. And, you know, if you're Dealing with the issues of depression or post-traumatic stress or TBI, you know, that, that family experience is the same things. And so if we're able to connect um, family members and caregivers to one another as well through this platform, it's you know, it's just going to build a stronger community within this, within the military community.
0: No, I, and, and that's exactly right. And I try to, um, you know, bring that out as much as possible is that my family served, uh, um, just along as I did, you know, my mom of course had a different deployment than I did. Um, you know, I heard a colleague explain it that, uh, you know, when I was deployed, when, when service members are deployed, we know that it's not all danger all the time. Um, but, but a lot of family members think that the entire deployment's like the first 10 minutes of Saving Private Ryan. Precisely. You know, and, and so we know that we're safe if something happens. I mean, there's times when we're playing Call of Duty or going to the gym or getting a sandwich at the, uh, uh, at the DFAC. But the family members who don't have that immediate feedback are, are sort of, you know, high stress all the time.
1: Exactly. And then you have those added responsibilities, just being a single parent for that you know, short amount of time during that appointment. And, you know, kids act out and the, the toilet breaks or the dishwasher break. It's just, you know, Murphy's Law, when it rains, it pours. And so having that, that community to reach out to is, I think, just as important as the veteran and, and service member community.
0: So uh, and even as we're having this conversation and the audience is listening but uh, I'm curious have you reached out to the Elizabeth Dole Foundation and um, seen what support you can provide to caregivers because that's that's much of their focus.
1: Uh, yeah, so we've been in contact with the Elizabeth Dole Foundation as well as the Red Cross uh, military mm-hmm. uh Uh, veteran caregiver network as well. So yes, we're definitely pursuing those different options um, to let them know that we exist and that our platform is available. Uh, One of the things we're actually going to be integrating within the app, uh, probably hopefully within the next six weeks to eight weeks is the ability to have an affiliation within that filter. So if um, I'm, you know, work for, I'm affiliated with the Elizabeth Dole foundation, I can use that affiliation on my profile. And so if a caregiver, uh, uses our app and wants to reach out to someone that, you know, has that experience, they can filter that through um, into specific um, nonprofits or organizations that are there to support them.
0: I can imagine affiliations with uh, team RWB, team Rubicon, um, you know, mission continues as well as, you know, the Legion or the VFW or things like that.
1: Exactly. That we're, we're, we're hoping that that happens. And um, just, you know, we, our goal is to reach every single, veteran and and family member, um, just so that they know this resource is available. Um, And and we don't want to be known as, you know, the suicide prevention app, we want to make sure that we're building a community uh, within the app so that, you know, someone has this downloaded before they actually need it. Um, So we're hopefully, you know, our partnerships, you know, with Headspace and yoga, and, and hopefully, uh, with some, we have some more um, in the works right now, we'll we'll bring people onto the platform uh, before they need it.
0: And and I think uh, you know this is uh, critical, right? I mean, it's it's building awareness, it's starting the conversation, um, and it's 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 getting the message out there, like you said, before it's uh, before it's actually necessary.
1: Exactly. I, I mean, I can't imagine that anyone that is maybe in that cr- crisis moment or you know really struggling is going to go to the app store and download the app. So uh, we're trying to make it more. Um, um, excuse me. We're trying to make it so that people have it one, before they need it,
0: right? And I and I think you know, of course, uh, you know, speaking from the military mindset, you know, we don't just uh, uh, train for combat the the minute that we we set foot on ground, right? So we we train when we're not in. Danger, so that we can be prepared when it does actually happen. And so, and and I think this is a challenge when it comes to suicide prevention and and even mental health in general, is uh, people see the services that we provide as something that happens to avoid crisis or during crisis or even post crisis, instead of actually something that we can do to get ahead of this. So you know we can build resilience ahead of time, and you can have that. Um, and catch that suicidal ideation continuum before it gets to the dangerous end.
1: That's right. And I think, you know, that that stigma is there that the, the veteran is broken, you know, that every veteran or, you know, combat veteran comes back and, and they're broken. And, you know, my husband, Chris, while at Georgetown, had an interaction with one of his classmates who was actually afraid to... To speak with Chris about his service because he thought Chris would, you know, snap or break or, you know, Mm -hmm. so, you know, a part of what we're doing as well is trying to break that stigma because, you know, not every person who's um, dealing with issues, it's not meant, you know, it may not always be mental health. You know, it might be a financial issue or a relationship issue. It's not always post traumatic stress or TBI. You know, that's a very small percentage of the veteran population that's dealing with those things. So I think access to, you know, a variety of resources from relationships to financial, to mental health, you know, if you have that available at the touch of a button in your hand, you know, will hopefully help you from hitting those, those points of crisis.
0: That's a heck of a vision, Betsy.
1: (laughs) I'm a big dreamer. Our whole team is a big dreamer. So,
0: (laughs) so, so what do you see? uh, You talked a little bit about maybe applications outside the veteran space, but, but what do you see as a vision for Objective Zero in the future?
1: you know, we really want to build a community um, within the app and take that um, civilian military divide and kind of break that, um, you know, less than 1% of our Country is currently serving, and so that division has never been higher. So there's so many uh, civilians that want to help. They want to do something more than just oh, we thank you for your service. Which, you know, we hear that veterans are very uncomfortable every time they hear that they don't know how to respond. And so, you know, if we can get civilians on our platform as ambassadors that are willing to talk, if someone needs it, um, and bridging those gaps and just breaking in the stigma that you know seeking help is weak or you know that you're broken. Um, we have, we have a lot of different visions for this.
0: <laughs> no, I, and I think it's great. Um, I, I, am a, a huge supporter and have been from the beginning. Um, I, I think it, uh, indicates the busyness of both of our lives that it's taken us this long <laughs> to be able to, uh, to get on a, a, an episode of the show. But I think what you're doing is amazing.
1: Thank you so much. And we're grateful for your support.
0: So uh, if someone were to uh, want to find more about Objective Zero or, or you specifically, um, where can they find you on the internet, perhaps social media, things like that?
1: So um, you're always welcome to uh, visit our website. It is www.objectivezero.org. And we're also very active on social media. Uh, our Twitter handle is at Zero Bet suicides, And on Facebook and Instagram, we're the Objective Zero app
0: yes and i and i think it's uh, it's always encouraging to uh, to see veterans embracing this technology i mean it's out there and it's there for a reason um and so i think it's uh, i think it's important to be able to leverage this uh for good um rather than just you know, cat videos. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, anything else that you can, uh, you can think of to, uh, to leave us
1: with, you know, anyone can be an ambassador. I know many of your listeners are mental health professionals. And so, you know, we encourage anyone, um, with that background to reach out to us, um, and give us feedback on how we can improve uh, the app, better improve our training for ambassadors, and, and just provide that that support. Um, we're always looking for other nonprofits to partner with and share their resource and they can share ours. And um, share the Objective Zero app with the veterans and their family members in your lives. I mean, spreading awareness of what we're doing is great. And um, we're grateful for your support, uh, Duane, and you're an incredibly strong voice for not just veterans, but also objective zero. And we're we're really grateful for your support and, and your expertise on this.
0: No, I, I appreciate it too. I think it's fun. I actually had somebody reach out to me the other day and send me the objective zero said, Hey, have you heard about this? <laughs> I was
1: like, well, exactly. <laughs> as, as a matter of fact,
0: yes, but it's glad I'm glad that it's, it's coming back around. So uh, let the team know that uh, we really appreciate all the hard work and, and hopefully, um, that, uh, that with all of us and with all of this effort, we will actually get to, uh, to that objective, zero vet suicide.
1: That's our goal. And we're going to keep working for it. Thank you. Thank you so much, Duane.
0: You're listening to Headspace and Timing on the Change Your POV podcast network. Yes, yeah, so we just got done with that uh, conversation with Betsy Mercado talking about the uh, Objective Zero app. That's some uh, some pretty great stuff. Uh, I really appreciate Betsy coming on the show. Uh, you know, usually after these shows, I'll wrap up and, and give you some thoughts. But uh, as I mentioned before, we're here at the uh, Military Influencer Conference in Orlando, Florida. So I've got my buddy uh, Eddie Lazary in yes, uh, in the person, in uh, in the in flesh. In of, the so flesh,
2: speak. yes, and blood, yes. Here I am.
0: Uh, but Eddie, uh, Eddie just took some time to uh, check out the show, and I figured that it would be good for us to be able to uh, talk about uh, the uh, talk about the show, talk about what uh, Eddie's response to to sort of what Betsy was talking about. So, you, you heard it. What do you think, Eddie?
2: Yeah, I think it's I think it's an incredible uh, platform and in, in idea and concept. Number one, the fact that they've uh, converted it into an app—that's one of the biggest things I think—is access, right? barriers of entry and having the ease of access to those that that need it or, or want to use it. So they've got a, it's the, it's an app that's available on um, iOS and Android. Yeah, you can download it and um, start to use it. And, and uh, having everything right there at your fingertips it's nice because you know, as an ambassador, and or as somebody that wants to reach out and connect to somebody, you don't have to wait till you get home to a, a desktop PC or something like that. You you can um, you can do it all right from your phone. So I think it's an incredible concept. The other thing that I really like about this whole whole idea is the fact that um, you can sign up as an ambassador. You can get some training all done online, um, and you don't need to be. I mean, if, if you've got the desire and you want to you help. Um, this gives you a perfect opportunity to be able to do that uh, with the guidance of you know people like you, the professionals in the field um, but you don't necessarily have to be a professional to, to be able to uh, donate your time and and be able to help somebody in need, right?
0: Yeah, no, and, and that's uh, you're talking about uh, the accessibility. You know, it's uh, uh, our phones aren't any more than uh, eight inches from ourselves uh, the entire day, right? You know, it's uh, we're it's in our pocket, and you know, they call it the remote control to the world, uh, and and I think it's a really amazing way to bring the conversation about suicide prevention. Um, you don't have to be a professional, uh, and it's right there.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I think there's just not enough actual professionals out there, I don't think. I mean, you guys are, are there, you're out there, but you're not in in the, the force, in the numbers that are needed to, to answer the, the the problem that is out there, right? I mean. Yeah, well, and, and the thing
0: is, is we're not gonna be the ones that are gonna be coming across somebody in the first place. Right. You know, it's, uh, there's the gatekeepers. And so it's more likely that someone in crisis is gonna uh, come in contact with a friend sort of like how uh, you know Justin and Chris when Chris uh, um, saw that Justin was having some challenges on Facebook and he reached out so it's usually gonna be a friend it's gonna be a spouse it's gonna be a police officer it's gonna be a, a medical professional mm-hmm. right so some so a veteran comes into the uh, the emergency room or something very rarely is a mental health professional going to be the first person that they're in contact with uh, when it comes to um, when it comes to suicide crisis?
2: Yeah, and I think I, I, I liken it to um, our training in the military, right? So, before we deployed to Iraq, everybody in my platoon went through the CLS or Combat Lifesaver training. We all learned how to, you know, provide first aid, how to give an IV, how to apply a tourniquet, how to, you know, all those good wonderful things. Um, nobody was going to do mouth-to-mouth resuscitation, so you can forget that. But, <laughs> but we were all trained in first-level care, and then of course we had our medics that were more, you know, trained in a, at a higher level of care, and then we had our, um, you know, our aid stations or like a third-tier aid station, and then, you know, ultimately we had uh, the cash or the, the the hospital there in the green zone. So, and, and I think that's been one thing that's attributed to a lot of the uh, life-saving. Uh, practices of our military today is being able to get care at the lowest level possible um, sooner than later. And I think veteran mental health is, uh, with this app, can, can almost apply that same type of of mentality where this app like you said uh will give me the the, the necessary training to be a combat lifesaver right but it'll also give me the ability to then hand that person off to the next level next care level
0: yeah and that goes back to the conversation that we had with Sally Spencer Thomas a couple episodes ago where you know we'll slow down and we'll see a wreck on the side of the highway uh and then we're like oh man you know maybe we should do something but I'm not a professional. I'm not the guy that should uh, do anything. And so we end up speeding past and, and, and it's, it doesn't, it's not real until it happens to us or Mm -hmm. somebody that we know. Um, And a lot of times people will avoid having these conversations about suicide prevention or, or, or suicidal thought or things like that, because we simply don't feel prepared. Right. That's, that's what the professionals are for. And, and so you have the challenge again, like I said before, you don't come in contact with professionals in the first place, and yet the people you come in contact with don't feel prepared. This is what Betsy and, and Chris and the uh, and Blake and the Objective Zero team have done, is to be able to provide that training, uh, and and get that in the pocket of veterans.
2: So, in your in your opinion, does this replace like uh, suicide hotlines, things that are already in place today? No,
0: I mean, and I think it's simply another tool, uh, right? You know, the the suicide prevention hotline, so the official national suicide hotline and the VA's thing there. Um, you know, they've got a lot of different ways. They've got text. They've got web based. They've got uh, the, the the phone number. Uh, but you also have programs like uh, Vets for Vets. Um, it's a uh, basically a civilian crisis line, and so that's that's something different, right? Like that's that's more official. This I think is, and you mentioned it before we started talking here. This is more like uh, veteranati. You know, we've talked about veterati, the mentorship kind of thing. This is very specific towards, uh, not even towards suicide intervention, as Betsy had said. She's they're trying to build a a community around, um, you know, uh, connecting a veteran to a veteran, but really specifically looking at the mental health piece. This is much more like a community and a conversation and connecting veterans to other veterans. One of the things is. We as veterans don't want to be the ones to get the help. We want to give the help. And the app is a way for them to empower veterans to be able to give help and in turn be helped because that's one of the things that, you know, that whole purpose and meaning thing, that gives the ambassadors are as fulfilled and they're more mentally healthy and well and resilient because they're providing that service.
2: One of the things that that I think and, and this is really new, so I haven't really dug into the app 100% yet, but I've just kind of played around with it a little bit. But one of the things that I would like to see kind of the next evolution of something like this would be almost the train-the-trainer idea where you, you've you got the basic training on there for the ambassadors to then help the the, uh, the end user. Uh, but that I, I'm thinking, what, what are your thoughts about having like the ambassadors kind of like the middle level? So now the ambassadors uh, could reach out to Individuals like yourself, Dwayne, like, you know, clinical mental health specialists and, and continue their their knowledge and, and their training base to be able to become uh, more effective ambassadors to the end user. Almost kind of a, a middle person or a stopgap between the end user and the, and the professional.
0: Right. And, and, and how, Betsy, this was one of the things that, um, you know, the whole anonymity thing. If, if you came on the, the app and uh, I'm an ambassador and we were connecting, we could be anonymous. And that was originally some of my concern was, you know, what if there really is a veteran in crisis? But then, as she said in the show, well, she has the ability to step in and the ambassador can essentially, you know, hit a button to reach out and say, you know, there's something more here. And then that individual will be connected to the crisis line in that second tier thing. Uh, They are setting that kind of thing up. Uh, Dr. Craig Bryan out of the uh, University of Utah, she said, um, professionals who are actually providing support to the ambassadors but yes as you go along you're going to have some people uh, just like any organization right you're going to have some people just want to be in the trenches and just kind of you know uh, stay where they're at and then you're going to have other ambassadors that really dig into this um, and become you know super ambassadors or super peers Um, you know a lot like how mission continues has their city impact managers uh, but then they also have like multi-city impact managers um, to do that kind of thing so yeah it's in, in in the 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 thing here is it's specifically focusing on mental health and wellness right? right it's it's not just in general but it's really talking about it's trying to impact the veteran suicide epidemic so yeah I think it's uh, I think it's a great stuff
2: i I really I do too and, and given your experience and and in this area, do you have any fears or apprehension about ambassadors that are really zealous and really just truly want to help, but may perhaps overstep their knowledge or technical expertise, Um, is there any dangers or fear in somebody that just really, really wants to help but might actually provide information or guidance that is counterintuitive to the actual plan or program?
0: Well, and that goes back to what Bennett and I were talking about on our show at the beginning of the year um, is uh, just wanting to be a peer when it comes to mental health, just wanting to do it isn't enough, right? You need to actually have, number one, you need to have gone through it and come out the other side yourself because if I'm I'm sitting there bleeding out and uh, I'm trying to help you, you know, uh, if you're bleeding out, I got to take care of myself. I got to make sure that I'm stable before you're stable. Um, and, and so there is danger in, in just the general thing. Everybody, you know, every veteran wants to help, but not having the understanding, not having the basics of that. Uh, and again, that's something that they do. It's you, you, you know, you sign up as an ambassador tomorrow. You're not talking to a veteran within an hour. You actually have to go through a series of training before they turn you on and set you loose, or, or what have you. Right. Uh, and again, this is uh, what what they're doing as far as uh, uh, making connections. Uh, you heard it last week with Given Hour on you know the big tent philosophy. They're using PsychArmor, they're using Given Hour, they're using different organizations um, to help make sure that their ambassadors are understanding, you know what what you can do and what you can't do, because that's the limit, right? You know if if I think that, uh, you know, if 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 your combat medic, for example, think that he's a tier three trauma surgeon, uh, then something bad's going to happen. Right. You yeah. know, if you just get, you know, get out of the way, doc, I've yeah, got this. Let's right? crack the chest right here. I'm a combat lifesaver, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. and, and that's and there is the danger in that. But that comes into the awareness of the ambassadors to say, hey, look, you know, I know what I can do and yeah. I'm confident in what I can do. And when it gets beyond what I can do, I need to pass this along.
2: And so we're we're closing out on September here, which, as we both know, is September's been uh, earmarked as the suicide prevention or awareness month. And uh, great conversations you've had all month long around this topic. Uh, My question is: is is a month of awareness enough? Are the programs that are out there that exist today enough? Is this uh, an app like this? going to be enough? Is anything ever going to be enough to really make the necessary impact to truly and honestly reduce the number of suicides that, that our veteran community is experiencing? I don't think
0: anything is going to be enough, but there's the chance where everything can be enough, right? If we if we have all of these different things, this is simply another tool for a veteran to be able to use it right you know uh, again the suicide prevention hotline or the websites or my you know the the headspace and timing blog and podcast i think collectively that's what's going to do it because just like suicide has no one reason right there's not any one thing um, it's not all ptsd it's not all substance abuse it could be a number of different things and so there are a number of different solutions i think that number one getting all the solutions around will do something. But the other piece is veterans just need to reach out, right? You know, um, a a mentor of mine, you know, she says that uh, um, having somebody who's in crisis requiring them to reach out is sort of like somebody with a broken leg getting themselves to the emergency room, right? right? You know, we have to be able to get these conversations out into the the wider consciousness. Outside of National Suicide Prevention Month, the only time where conversations happen is when high – high visibility suicides occur, right? You know, we, we talked you and I in, in the group of us were talking last year, Chris Cornell and Chaz Bennington, you know, uh, and then of course, when Robin Williams or um, earlier this year with Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain, that's sort of the, the rubbernecking, you know, that when something, when high visibility crisis happens, somebody comes in, uh, but then the conversation dies down. So the, the month Especially, this gives us in the, the mental health community an opportunity to talk about it, so it raises it in people's consciousness. But it goes back to the first conversation. We're aware of it. Yeah, we can raise awareness about it, but we have to take action beyond the awareness.
2: Yeah, and to me, the, the converse, you say the conversation dies down and the awareness kind of drips away. To me, the, it dies down and people forget much, much sooner than one might think too. Um, e- even high-profile type of suicides. It's just, you know, the way that the, the media news cycle um, exists today, something that's really big in the news and f- makes front-page news today, literally, you know, 10, 15 years ago, it might be in that news cycle for a week or two or more. Now you're lucky if it's, you know, talked about the next day. perfect example is we're coming up on the one-year anniversary of the Mandalay Bay shooting.
0: Right. Right. How long ago does it seem like that happened?
2: God, it seemed like years ago. Right. right?
0: And, and it's not even been a year since wow. that happened. And wow. so this 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 this, you know, we talk about the 24 hour news cycle and everything else, but everything happens so much it's in our consciousness. And then it just kind of and it does seem like a long time. So much has happened uh, in our lives. And, and so the awareness around 20 a day, 22 a day, veteran suicide, the awareness is there. Right. We, we talk about it. Everybody knows something. You, you know, it, it, like Betsy said in the um, in the conversation, most of the ambassadors have been personally touched by suicide. We've all lost more people to suicide, more veterans to suicide than we have to combat that kind of thing. So we all know about it. But then it it's what do we do about it? And I think this app is something it's it's a way for a veteran or a family member or somebody who cares to do something to take action. Um, and that's the only way we're gonna stop it. We can sit here and say, you know, hey, you know I'm tired of standing in the rain, but until you put up an umbrella, you know, here's you're, you're gonna continue to get wet yeah. So it's it's a way to take action And so that's what I think this and all the other awareness things moving from awareness to action was gonna make a difference
2: Yeah, and, and I think the other thing too is is so many people focus on Suicide as the problem suicide is a result of other problems yes. or bigger problems, right? And, and I think, you know, if we're only to have a conversation around suicide, I don't think we're going to get very far. We need to kind of almost reverse engineer that and take a few steps back and say, let's talk about the things that got this person there, right? Is it, is it loss? Is it the lack of um, feeling of uh, being, having something in, in your life that that's bigger than you having, but we, we often talk about having purpose. Is it is it substance abuse? Is it uh, addiction? Is it right? You know, I mean, there's it's, so it, many things, right? It is.
0: It's all that thing, you know, the boot camp series and the comprehensive veteran mental health. Um, veteran suicide is a symptom of an underlying unresolved problem, right? You know, in uh, and, and and I, as a mental health professional, I need to be able to understand what that source is, right? If you go into the doctor and you have a runny nose. Uh, we have to, I, as the doctor would have to determine, is it the flu or is it allergies? Because I'm going to treat those two things differently. So if you come in, in a suicidal crisis because of, um, you know, because of substance abuse or because your wife left you is different than a suicidal crisis because it's an anniversary of something happened. And so, um, people who are dealing with the veteran suicide, we we can't just say we're going to stop veteran suicide. We actually have to address that underlying thing. Yeah. Yeah. Very so this cool. is uh, this is great. I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, to kind of wrap this up with me. Uh, we could probably create an entire another episode just talking I about that. Right? But uh, that was great. I, yeah. I think
2: I think what Betsy's doing with Objective Zero, uh, and again, you can go find out more at objectivezero.org. Uh, right there is the links where you can download the app, both iOS and Android. Um, yeah, I, I think I heard somebody say the other day, and it's very true. You know, 20 minutes of doing something is worth way more than 20 hours of thinking about doing something. So go out there and do something. Get it done. Yep. Well, thanks for
0: having me on, Dwayne. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. We're going to keep talking about this. Yeah. I'd like to thank the Change Your POV Podcast Network for hosting this show and highlighting the critical importance of veteran mental health. We want to hear from you. You can reach out to me via email at duane at com. You can find me at Twitter at the counseling vet or head on over to Facebook and look for the Change Your POV squad. You can find the show notes for this episode and all the episodes by going to veteranmentalhealth.com or changeyourpov.com. Sign up for updates on either or both so you don't miss another episode. While you're at it, check out the other great shows in the Change Your POV podcast network. The show about remembering our military history and reviving our warrior spirit, Changing Hearts and Minds. The show about outdoor activities that us veterans love so much, Neo Fight in the Woods the show that helps us get going at the beginning of the week, Motivation Monday, and Attack fridays the show that brings you actionable tips, tricks, and coachable knowledge to help you make the best of your transition. While you're checking out the other shows, drop us a review in iTunes or whatever podcast platform you're listening to. The reviews really help spread the word about what we're doing. If you're looking for the total package for all the information you need to live the life you want after leaving the military, you found it. If you know of a buddy who's looking for the same info, share it with them so they can find it too. I want to thank Doc Todd for his permission to use his track, Not Alone, from his amazing album, Combat Medicine. Doc Todd is somebody who's trying to bring veteran mental health out of the darkness and into the light, and you can get the album by going to therealdoctod.com. Check it out, because remember, veterans, you're not alone. Ever.